Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Crunch. My name is Jasmine Winter. Um, I go to Metro on the Rary campus, and I'm an art education major. Um, I actually have a minor in sociology, so a lot of my artwork is kind of like based off of the mixture of art and sociology because I really love the study of like human interaction a lot. Um, it's just something that I find so intriguing, just the way us as humans have developed so many constructs through historical times and like how it affects our lives today and it's just insane. So a lot of my artwork is kind of like based off of kind of honestly like confronting the viewer and you know really trying to like talk about these constructs and these concepts. Um, so yeah I mean that's just like that's a really like the basis of my artwork is to get people to like question and like really get people to face what's going on in the world in terms of humanity and like they can't run from it. My stuff is like really, really blatant and explicit. Um, so yeah, I think that's like the basis of my work and like I really enjoy being, it doesn't make me uncomfortable to be confrontational, but I like to make my viewer uncomfortable. So does that make sense? Because <laughs> that's kind of, that's the way you start the conversation. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so we actually have the privilege of kind of working together and kind of overlapping for a little while. But we worked through a lot of projects and a lot of crazy first Fridays and things like that. And uh, that's kind of why I wanted to talk to you is because we always kind of were like, in, at least in the same room or in the same space, but never really like directly working with each other. I think there was like enough of a separation to where, you know, you reported to someone else and kind of were in that classroom bubble that um, I kind of just wanted to dive into that and I never had the opportunity to have a class with you or anything like that. So I've only been able to experience your art through social media and really I'm kind of, I don't know, selfishly just want to like learn more about your art because I haven't been able to really experience it in person. But I think the more and more opportunity you get to have the conversation, mm -hmm. I think it'll help you refine it, right? Um, and I think yeah. you're doing something really interesting because it's interesting now you just kind of introduced yourself like an artist, but personally, mm. I don't know, I see you as an educator, right? And that's been my experience yeah. with you, yeah, you know, sure. and yeah. I, th I think one of the big themes of the conversation tonight is going to be intersectionality, right? Uh, cause you mm. of all people like remind me as like a living definition of that word, you know, not only in the way you work professionally is an intersection between uh, art and education, right? Like in addressing that um, and representation issues and all the things that are just like the things that you're changing just by choosing to do that path. But then also in your art, um, because I think you're intersecting education and sort of so social practice. 
but even the way you talk about it, I don't like get that like gross feeling in the back of my throat when like certain people talk about like social practice art, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, great way to take your position of privilege and talk about something that you've like never experienced, you know? Like, yeah, sure. Just because you were there and you volunteered for a couple Sundays doesn't mean you mm-hmm. get to completely empathize with. <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I agree um, with all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's why, like, I really just wanted to have you on. And, like, I just have kind of had, like, a self-started diversity initiative for the podcast. Um, I don't know what it is or how it happened, but they're just, it kind of got homogenous, you know, in terms of some other facets of diversity. And, like, that's not right at all, um, you know, and I, I don't think that that meets what I think or I define as like a creative crunch um, where you kind of really define that. Not only are you educating yourself, but you're working at the same time and you're doing one of my favorite things, which is working in the industry that you actually want to be in. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and just the kind of you do, I don't know, like you just have this aura about you. And so like, I don't know. I already feel like I'm talking too much and just want to hear more (laughs) about like your choices and why like our education is important in 2018, Mm -hmm. why things like your job are important and those kind of opportunities are important Mm because I've, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen you change lives. I've seen us both have really interesting conversations and kind of just reach down to the next generation. So I'm wondering why did you or how did you arrive at that yeah um i think for me for a long time art was just kind of a form of observing the world and just kind of like documenting that information um at one point i was just really really into i was like fascinated with the illusion of reality and just you know rendering that form and i remember having my my sixth grade art teacher she was just like so great and i was like i'm gonna be an art educator Um, But then as I start to, like, you know, fold into college and actually learning about education, um, I learned how, like, passionate I am about it. And, like, I've never had this urge to be, like, I know I call myself an artist because I am, but, like, I've never had this urge to be a professional artist. I've never had this urge to put my art in galleries. And even though my family, my friends, they push me to do that, but I don't have an urge to do that because I feel like, as I'm getting more into my education, it's like really about the educational part more than anything. Like I have just found a tool to educate people and it just so happens to be art, right? Like I have a really um, strong passion for sociology as well. And I would love to get my like master's in sociology or, you know, get another like bachelor's degree in sociology and then teach that as well. Like I think that education is like this fundamental form of like, I don't know, just like the way that we exist, right? Like we get taught things and they get embedded and they become, you know, subconscious and implicit. And so I think education is just so important because it's not just about like, you know, learning how to like function in society, but it's also learning about being empathetic. Like me as an educator, I can help like teach kids to be empath- like empathetic. And I know that sounds like odd, but like you can't just kind of come about it because like to be empathetic is to, you know, look at the different ways that the world is and say that doesn't affect me, but it still bothers me, right? Like it's still important and it's still valid and it's still something that needs to be fixed and I need to 
look at that in the mindset of knowing that I am in a place, maybe in a privileged place or maybe not in a privileged place, but how can I further, you know, advance humanity? And I see education as that. I see our education as a way to help create critical thinkers, create skeptical people, to create people who are empathetic, to create people who, you know, think about the world, not just in terms of, like, of course, in terms of themselves, but in terms of the group mentality of being a human amongst other humans, right? So I think education for me, like, as I keep getting into it, it's just like, it's so important because it helps us, you know, identify with ourselves and learn ourselves, but then learn, you know, about like just a wide amount of group of people that like, you know, aren't like us. But, and, and, you know, if we had, you know, people in education system that were worried about that type of stuff, instead of like very, like, I don't know, small minded things, like learning how to like count. Like, I mean, I, I know that counting is like, like the Pythagorean theorem, like that's not helpful to anyone, but like being empathetic and being a critical thinker, that's going to be helpful to any discipline that you involve in. And I think if we approach education more like that, because as of right now, it's not being approached like that. Cause I know, cause I've been in school for like 12 years and I just got out of high school, like almost four years ago. And I know the educational system hasn't been like that. Like, I know it's just about grades and it's just about your intelligence marked to a letter and that's it. Um, but if we approach education as an empathetic type of thing, as a critical thinker, as being problem finders, and problem solvers and working together in this collaboration, then I think that a lot of the things that we are dealing with right now, like in terms of this political climate, wouldn't be happening, right? I think there's like, there's just too much of a split because not only are people being nurtured in a way um, in their homes, but they're also being nurtured in a way in the educational system. So it's just like all those things combined has created a mindset to where it's just so split there's this huge spectrum of thinking and it's hard for people to connect with someone else because they don't have empathy right so like I think that's what's the biggest thing about education for me is that I really feel that like I can use art as a tool to just spread this type of I don't know this the sprinkle of humanity over like you know kids but like they have to get that for themselves it's not me something handing to something to them they're not an empty vessel they're not someone who doesn't know anything they're full of experiences just like me and a perception of life but I have to help them uncover that for it to be genuine right I can't just give them information and they regurgitate it like it has to be a genuine connection that they find for themselves and when they find it for themselves then it'd be more genuine and if it's more genuine then it'll you know it'll mm -hmm. like help and yes. that was a really long explanation, but it's just like when I like education is just like it's of course the most I think it's the most important thing you know so yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, you know, the proof is in the pudding because I see that for you with like Young Artist Studio, right? Like I was fortunate enough to witness that two times over um, with what you're, <clears throat> you and that team are able to do, you know, with a group of students in such a short amount of time. Like, like that, again, is why I give Talia such high praise, because it's like no short of a miracle the way you're able to move social dynamics and social mm -hmm. understanding and social empathy in that such a short amount of time. And it's because you use creativity and art as an accelerant, right? Like there's always going to be those kids kind of in high school who are going to figure it out and like be like, okay, I am a little bit more creative. Yeah. But I think like the challenge you and I had and kind of what you're speaking to is what to do with that. 
right? Exactly. Like yeah. you and I were educated even by those who pursued education, go right. to galleries, go be in a museum. Yeah. You know, it wasn't until much later in life or in a different stage of life that you learn about like this, what I call the 90% of the industry that really yeah. supports the 10% of right. true professional full-time artists, yeah. you know? And I think you kind of share some of the common threads that I have with like commercial design and things like that. It's like you want art to be a means, not an end. Yeah. yeah right. Absolutely. Like you can, absolutely. you can under, we under, we kind of understand that like we can use these things to do other things and to move people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I've seen it, like, even if it's something as simple as like coloring a mural, you see those conversations happening. Mm-hmm. Of like, Oh, what is that? What is that? You know? And like, just giving someone the opportunity to kind of creatively think, critically think, be empathetic, have those soft skills, you know, and I think you are completely on the ball, right? Like those soft skills are what's marketable. You know, I can Mm -hmm. teach anybody to plug this in and to turn that on and to, you know, show up at 9am, but Mm -hmm. in sales and in marketing and in all these other industries and everything, can you communicate? Can you smile? Can you read body language? Can you give, you know, can you teach? Um, And so I think that's really interesting. Um, Where does this take you? So like, what's, is it kind of like infiltrating the system and just being like a cool art teacher somewhere? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to be a cool art teacher for sure. I think, I I think I've got that down already, honestly, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, I mean, yeah, I think it's just, I really, I mean, I have this kind of like dilemma where it's like, as I get further into my education, I see the importance in each facet of every age group. I see the importance of starting at elementary school because they have, haven't developed um, being self-conscious yet and they're still eager to learn and they haven't been embedded with art is this and art is not that. And if you can draw, then you know, you're talented. And if you can't, then you're not. And art is for people that are talented and that type of thing. And art is only about, you know, creating stuff and being a maker. Right. Um, But then also you have like middle school kids who are starting to like, you know, developing their identity. And it's also like a great structure to be like, I can help you, you know, frame your identity so that you know how to deal with that. So it's not like just beyond, um, you know, discouraged in you know high school. And then high schoolers have a more developed mental state where they can start thinking about them as a person in society and how do they, you know, function in society to where it's beneficial. And not to just say that, oh, like, you're going to be a revolutionary, but how do you become an ally? Like, you know, how do you be supportive? You know, how do you be like a storyteller? Like, how do you do things in all the different facets, facets of life that, like, you know, help us move the world, you know, in a better way? So, I think it's just at this point, it's just to be an educator. And really, I what I really want to do, honestly, is I want to stay in DPS because I know how much they need like a change in curriculum mindset, the way we look at students, just the whole nine yards. Um, so what I really want to do is I want to change kind of like by my district. I really want to change the way we implement our education because right now it's just so heavy on makers like still I went to East and it's considered this great art program but it's like I went there and it's just like I was never encouraged to think conceptually about my work it was always about making it was always about how well you rendered something 
in terms of sculpting or, you know, ceramics or drawing or painting or graphics. It was never anything outside of the bounds of that. And it was never, oh, let's use observational drawing as a way to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, like, problem solving is a very, very important skill that everyone needs to learn. Like, no matter if you can draw or not, right? So I think that that mindset of, like, drawing needs to change on, like, how do we teach drawing to where it's not about art primarily, but still balance it to where the kids that are interested in art are still getting what they need, but then the kids that necessarily might be, like, science heads or history heads, they still get something beneficial out of my class. Um, so I would love to start on a very, like, of course, a micro level of, like, changing the curriculum of art education and then work my way up into integrating our education into history and to science and to writing because they all, you know, they fold into each other for sure. Like you're writing an art statement, you need to know how to write well, you know, like Mm -hmm. you have an idea and you want to experiment with it and then you want to test it out and then you want to rearrange it. That's science. Scientists do that. Right. So it's like, those types of things I would love to, and then it would just make it seem like more world-like because like art isn't just like this one little, it's not in the corner by itself. Like when you right. become a professional artist or when you're in the you know creative industry, there's so many things that wrap around each other and become like this one um, you know, big space. It's not just like, you know, this or that, it's not separated. Um, and then I would just, I don't know, I would like to make it like, I don't know, a district thing. I would love to like be a part of some type of community where I would, connect with other art teachers and other just teachers in general and DPS that have the same motive of me of like changing the educational system um, and then, you know, get it district wide, you know, like really bump up this curriculum stuff because I think that um, public school is a great advantage for a lot of kids, but, you know, they're getting disadvantaged in ways that's not just not getting an education per se, because it's a lot of just regurgitating and reciting, but also that we, there's a lot of still segregation in um, classrooms today where it's like you have the AP classes and those are a lot of white kids and you have a few black kids in there, but then it's like the reason the black kids or the Hispanic kids or the Asian kids aren't you know, going to those classes is because they feel uncomfortable being the only minority in there when they already know that they're the only minority out in the world in general, right? So of course, if you have a space where you can be the majority and not feel like an outsider you're going to do that even if your level is up at AP right so like even changing the dynamics of how we structure our classroom is like really important to me so on a small level I would like to change the curriculum of the way we participate in art but on a big level I would really like it to be an integrated experience where all subjects are looking at the experience of a student and youth and how we help them be an active, innovative, critical, skeptical, empathetic thinker in society. And how can that, how will that benefit their society when we're gone? Not for us, but for them, right? Mm. So I think that's my like ultimate goal. Um, and I'm, I'm just curious, like, why is this because of your personal experiences with the education system? Like, do you feel like, I know like on something completely unrelated, like you've, voted on like my Instagram for like not seeing yourself in the media like is it more of like that kind of fight like you want to fight representation or do you just feel like the are you on that kind of platform where like the entire thing of education is just antiquated and you know a relic of 
the industrial revolution if you want to go that route yeah. um like w- what what drove you like obviously you've benefited from the skills that you're talking about right like mm-hmm. if you're if you're talking about a critical thinker that's you right like if you're mm-hmm. talking about right. somebody that's civically and socially engaged that's you you know right. um so where did that come from mm-hmm. i think i think it's definitely on the art part it was my specific education and how, when I look back, how much I was lacking in the things that I could have really grew on and not have to play catch up in college and then kind of look like a spaz when there's like a lot of stuff that you, you know, could have absolutely developed when you were in high school. Like, it's not like me being a 17 year old, I can't grasp these concepts of like, you know, um, all this political stuff and, you know, racism and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But then also I look at some of the stuff, some people um that have really toxic behavior and thoughts and um you know interactions and that affect people on a large scale and a lot of people are like oh well those people are just so bad and yada 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 and you know all this extra stuff and um they're just wrong and i'm looking at it at the standpoint of like these people didn't you know weren't just born like this and then they were just like toxic terrible people it's like this is something that has been ingrained over and over and over and over again. And I'm not trying to excuse the behavior, but like, it's not as if this behavior is inherent, right? It's not natural for this type of behavior to occur. So I think I'm really more concerned about the people that have these really, really embedded set fixed mindsets that are really harmful to, you know, others. And I really am interested on how we can prevent that from happening right like how can we prevent kids from developing just immense toxic behavior to where it folds into their adulthood and then their adulthood folds into their children and then it continues I'm more concerned with like the effects of you know repeating history and it's like we can't keep approaching education in the way that we've been approaching education and then you know putting it on a platform as it's so important but then kids are in school and they're like, what do I need this stuff for, right? Like, it's like, they, they do need education, but the way that we're framing it right now is not, in, it's not important to them. And in some ways it's not because I, I go, I'm in college now and like the stuff that I probably like, I want to say like 80% of the stuff that I learned in high school is completely irrelevant to what I'm doing now. Um, so I, I mean, I just look at people who, if they had a mindset where they were educated in a way that they can uncover these humanistic qualities, then it would just, I feel like it would just make things so much better because I see things, there's like concepts of like, you know, sexism, racism, xenophobia, um, transgendered people, non-binary people, things that could have, could absolutely be, you know, taught in a positive way from a young age. Um, Like there are kids now that when you like oh yeah I want to be they them right or I want to or I'm changing my gender and now I'm she her they get it and they're like okay and they accept it and it's yeah. just like they understand it it's because they don't they haven't been fed this idea of course they like know the concept of gender but it hasn't been embedded into them being policed by it and the negative effects and the 
terrible repercussions when you go outside of the norm and what you the benefits you get for staying inside of the norm like they haven't been fed to that yet and that can though like if we have those teachable moments those things can be fixed these really harmful things can be fixed so i'm really concerned about how we can you know understand where these people that have these really toxic um embedded tendencies are coming from and like reach them at that level right because it's not about them just being terrible, hateful people. It's about the way that they, you know, have been ingrained from their birth to now. And mm. so we can't, we can't change, you know, these people if we meet them with complete and utter just angst and anger and you're a terrible person. Like that's not going to get anything. That's not going to get anyone yeah. anywhere. You have to, on some level, understand how those types of ideals and those ideologies develop and how we can then understand them on a level of that. And if we're teaching kids empathy on that type of level, then it'll be easier to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to have those conversations when you start when they're, when they're six years old or when they're five years old, right? And so when they're adults, it's like, there's more communication that happens and there's more understanding. And there's, I feel like there will be a lack of so many just like terrible things that happen today of like, you know, uh, the rate of black transgendered women being killed is just ridiculous. And that happens because of the way that we, you know, teach this norm. And so it's just, I'm really concerned about uh, those people that have these toxics, you know, embedded into them because it's like, yeah, the people who have, you know, that are positive and, you know, you know, on the side of all the people that are minorities, yeah, you're doing something, but like, they're also doing something that's affecting the reason that why you have to fight in the first place, right? So if we can't reach that side of the people, then what we're doing is kind of just gonna, you know, fall on deaf ears. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And well, and I think what you've realized and what we've both realized is that the way to start that conversation is with a box of crayons and a coloring sheet. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And that's exactly why still to this day and from every day forward, I will do a craft wherever I see one. Right. Yeah. Because it's an sure. opportunity to get uncomfortable and kind of get a little messy. And I'm sure a psychologist could tell us that our it probably bypasses a lot of things when you're, you know, keeping your hands busy. And so sure. it just probably goes sure. a lot deeper, you know, and yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's something that goes on there. But mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what I'm excited about, you know, for you, at least, is to just kind of have these as thank God protesting is becoming more popular in the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of see you kind of doing like these Talia projects of like crafts at protests, you know, mm -hmm. like social yeah, justice crafts, you know, like mm -hmm. I see you very easily like filling out some RFPs and getting some grant money mm -hmm. for, you know, some yeah. fun public intervention projects and things like that. And I do also see you establishing and like achieving a lot of your goals outside of just teaching in a school district, you know, or anything like that. I think that there's a lot of interesting opportunities that neither one of us knows about because they don't exist yet, but yeah, sure. it's going to be really interesting. And I think, I hope you ramp up your communication because we've talked before, but like mm -hmm. hearing like the clarity of your ideas and like really mm -hmm. what you're getting at is like, Hey, 
you want to have this difficult conversation about this thing nobody wants to talk about, like sit down and get some Elmer's glue out, you know? And like, it's this device of art is, is fascinating and mystical. And, you know, like it can be used as a therapy tool and it can of course be used as a communications tool. And I've seen you repeat that twice now. And, you know, um, through my own eyes and just to repeat that and get more of those kind of wins under your belt, I think will definitely shape your future um, a lot more because I don't know. And the reason I say that and the reason I advocate is because, you know, I too was pushed at one point to be an art educator. And I realized that I'm more in love with the device and sure. less of where it happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Like sure, for yeah. me, it, it didn't need to happen just in that room. And I think you've come to that realization too with this whole re-engineering is like, no, like, yes, it kind of does need a home base to store the art supplies, but maybe art classes should be happening everywhere else in the school building. You know, yeah. maybe I, as the art educator should be doing a better job of weaving in or bringing those back in or Absolutely. vice versa, which yeah. is why I do see a lot of it happening outside. Cause I think you would be great at like getting kids involved in protest and understanding protest mm-hmm. and, you know, the hot topic of it being voting season, you know, like mm-hmm. I definitely see you being involved in like voter sign up and combating voter suppression and visualizing some of these things that are mm-hmm. just if fathomable, like there's no, you can't, what does voter suppression look like? Right. But like mm-hmm. you might be able to take all that research and turn it into a fun yeah. craft. Yeah. And sure. then, oh, on the backside is your fill out form and how you right. get registered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For which, sure. Which is what I'm really interested in is I definitely think like, so I do think that like it is happening. And I think you're like spot on, which is what's so exciting about this is like, what you've experienced, you're like, I don't want another human being to have to experience that. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, we were both kind of, you know, you just plug and chug, right? Like, and when you are creative, nobody really kind of knows what to do with you and they just kind of try to steer you in the best possible way. But mm-hmm. when you're locked in to being an art teacher for 25 years, you really kind of have no idea what the industry is doing, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. and, a majority of the jobs that I apply for now, like didn't exist when I was in high school. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's cool to kind of see you approach education and art education as like this device and this journey. Um, so then is like your personal art the same or is it more like, I don't know. I'm just so fascinated about this because it almost sounds like you should be documenting yourself, but then also like, creating these art interventions at the same time i'm just wondering like holistically since i've only really seen the instagram side of things like Mm -hmm. do you document the conversations do you Mm -hmm. document attendance do you like keep any kind of stat or have you ever done anything like that you know what i have i haven't done anything like that i've seen people keep journals of because i do have a lot of really amazing interactions with people just because the way my artwork is set up, like for this last one that I did with the um, crochet hoops and, you know, talking about like uh, rape culture and everything like that. I got a lot of people, especially like close friends, just like willingly coming up to me and telling me their stories, um, which was like a really emotional moment because it was like, just through me creating a piece of artwork just to talk about rape culture in general, somehow 
make people feel safe and comfort to come talk to me as like a human being and tell me about these stories that they've never told anyone. And so I don't know. I, I, I've definitely gotten some amazing stories and some amazing conversations and some amazing reactions. And I've never thought about documenting those, but that is definitely um, an interesting idea because the stuff that I hear about, it's like, it definitely is a reaction that I want to get for sure. But then it's like, it impacts people in a way that I didn't think it was going to. It's like that type of thing where, you know, it's like, oh, like you don't think, you don't know you can't, you can draw not on a square until someone tells you, right? Like, oh, you can use a circle and you can use a rectangle and you can use fabric and you can use, you don't even have to have a flat format, right? Like it's, the, it's that thing where it's like, you don't think of something until someone's like, hey, or what about this? So it's kind of like that reaction I get. I think about a concept and I do it. And then it usually gets the reaction that I want, but then there's other reactions that I didn't anticipate and then I didn't plan for, which is also really amazing that I'm like, kind of like, you know, twisting people's mind in a way to where they're getting these reactions that I would have never expected. Um, but documenting the stories and the reactions that I get from my work, I think it's a really interesting concept. I've never thought of doing that, but I mean, that is definitely something that now I'm like kind of like turning in my head of like how could I develop the type of like you know um reaction journal to my works and how that you know progresses me as an artist and my concept and I want to change your words you're not twisting people's minds you're giving people permission right right you're Mm -hmm. giving people permission to have a conversation right Right. Right. we don't we don't need a permission to have a conversation about the weather or the falafel that you ate, mm-hmm. right? right? Rape, right. rape yeah. culture now, Yeah, yeah. you know, that's something that people are looking for permission to talk about. And so I sure. think when they see your art, you're giving them permission to have that conversation. Sure. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we saw it with young artist studio, right? Like you give them permission to talk about civil engagement and people will talk about civil engagement. So you're not you're and you've never come across as like manipulative or anything, which is why I want to say that is like you are giving permission, right? Like you're increasing you are being empathetic, right? Yeah. Like you're being that thing that you want from people. And mm-hmm. so you're get you're evoking empathetic responses, right? Yeah. Because you don't come across as aggressive, because you don't come across as judgmental or prepositioned, right? Mm-hmm. Or falsely open minded. You know, everything with you has always been very sincere, you know, Um, there's never been a disingenuine moment. And so that's why you're getting all of these conversations is because you're giving people permission to talk about very difficult things. So we've talked a lot about your Instagram. Do you want to tell us your handle Um, if you have a website and sort of anywhere else that we can kind of keep up with your shenanigans and follow (laughs) your journey? Um, so right now, the most active place I am is on Instagram. Um, so my Instagram is world according to jazz, but instead of spaces, it's underscores. And it's a picture of Jim Helper. That is me. It's not my <laughs> And I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, people like my friends when I follow them, they're like, who is this? And I'm like, it's me. It's me. And it's just, so yeah, definitely. It's definitely shenanigans for sure. But um, that's like the main place that I like. Um, you know, put my art at the most. Uh, yeah, I don't think. I mean, I thought about doing a website for sure, but the way this semester is set up and my mentality, 
little extra work for me for sure because I'm like so involved in um you know in like learning more about education as much as possible because it's just like I'm so ingrained into it um that that's kind of like my main goal right now is like get your degree and then yeah. once you get your degree then you have you have way more fuel than you do as just I definitely have fuel as a college student but having a degree and having the opportunity to be an educator like real life in a schooling system and having being able to like actually implement change and policies within that um is my biggest goal so that I can then start really like thinking on a more substantial level of like I actually have you know the tools to you know do it as whatever it is that I'm trying to enact in life in art in education and you know in all of it Mm -hmm. yeah totally cool well yeah and I'm really good about putting the link in the description so Everyone, make sure you go click that and check that out. Uh, definitely worth following. And uh, you do a good job of every now and then you'll like put um, some really engaging stuff in your Instagram stories as well as kind of a way to participate yeah, in things. Doing more of that. That's kind of been like as of like lately. Lately, I've been yeah. doing a lot of. I see a lot of um, stuff on social media that people share and they're passionate about and that I get interested in and that I want to share as well. That's kind of recently been like the mode of my. Instagram stories is like just posting just quick little fun, funny, interesting captions or pictures or anything to like get your attention real quick. And that might be funny or that, you know, might be silly or might be whatever. But then you, you read it and you get into it and you see it and you may just click on that post and then you may delve into some information that you didn't, you know, know about before or seen before. So yeah, yeah I've been really enjoying kind of just like doing that, like randomly like throwing some like social justice stuff on my post and people are like oh and they see it and it's like and I get comments on it they're like oh, I love how you're like always advocating for like this wide range of things because I, I I'm literally just scrolling on my social media and I'm like that's really interesting I love that I'm gonna post that I need people to know that I'm thinking about this right now so yeah cool yeah very cool sure. well thank you so much for taking time yeah. out of your busy college life to do this thank you for having me this was really fun I, I don't know. I never, never talk about like my art experience with anyone like in this type of like setting where people like ask me like questions about like the future and yada yada yada. So this was like really awesome. Well, good. Well, and it's I mean it's well deserved. I've seen you put in work day after day, and I kind of wanted to know what's going on up there. You know. That's like two percent of like, seriously. Like, there's a lot. I can't even keep up with it myself, honestly. <laughs> Half the time I'm like, what are you even? I like rant to myself sometimes. Just like I'll <laughs> read something theory, and then I'll sit there for thirty minutes wasting my time not reading theory, talking about some idea the theory made me think. And I'm like, why does my brain work like this? It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, well, it's all I got to do is press record, and now you're a podcaster. <laughs> I, I really, really should do that because I catch myself in these modes of one-on-one rants with me, myself, and I, and it's just like. <laughs> All, and I'm just sitting there for 30 minutes just talking to myself about these <laughs> concepts. I'm, like, trying to wrap my own head around. And, like, really, I might as well do that, honestly, because then I wouldn't feel like I'm wasting my time. <laughs>